Maya back again, guys. I have one more update for y'all. My Take now has a Patreon. I'm trying to expand the My Take community and also expand my earnings a little bit by creating a Patreon. We have three tiers, and in the top tier, we're actually starting a My Take book club. So anybody who joins, we're going to be reading a book together a month, and there's going to be monthly live streams and Discord benefits. So I'd really, really, really appreciate it if you could go check it out. The link is in the show notes. Hey guys, it's Maya, and I just wanted to jump on here and promote my takes Instagram really quick because we're doing a lot of fun things. I'm doing more posts, more stories, and I also have to say I've started a new series called The Bottom Shelf, and it's video reviews, IGTV video reviews, and I think they're super fun, and they're all on the Instagram, so go follow my take on social media and specifically on Instagram at underscore my take. So Casey McQuinston came out with another book and of course I'm gonna read it because I, like everyone else, loved Red, White, and Royal Blue. So I was so excited when she was talking about releasing another book, especially because I got it when I was on a girl's trip in Monterey. I was in a little like cute indie bookstore and cafe place and I saw it and I was like, okay, well I've been meaning to get this book, so like I'm gonna get this book. And then I ended up actually buddy reading it with a bunch of girls on Bookstagram because I posted a like TBR stack and it was in there. And one of my great friends, Helen, her at is like Kaleida Story or something. It's a really cool at actually. But she was like, hey, I'm going to do a buddy read. Do you have any interest in joining me? And I was like, yeah, totally. I was reading three books in the time in this buddy read because I was reading Eleanor Olfant is completely fine by myself. And then I got dragged into this buddy read and then the dating playbook came out literally the day after this buddy read started so it was a little hectic and this book definitely started off a little slow but it picked up and i did have a great time reading it i also need to preface one thing i am recording for the first time in my dorm room finally as a sophomore i was able to move into college so i'm in a dorm room and if you can hear fans going in the background i apologize i don't think you should be able to because i like checked this before but if you do it is because i'm in a dorm room in la with no ac so we have usually two at least sometimes three fans going at any given point in the storm room because we need to stay cool and not die of la heat and no ac so if you can hear fans that is why but hopefully we're good and this is going to be how it is for the next couple months but I'm very excited to be back recording and talking to you guys. Books, TV, music, and movies. All things that make a big impact on everyone. I'm constantly gushing about my latest read to anyone who will listen, so I figured I'd turn my rambling into something coherent that people will actually listen to, which means no shooting out halfway through. I am Maya Ghosh, and this is my take. book we're going to start with a little bit on the writing and I'm sure I said this with my red white and royal blue episode but the chapters are so fucking long it is a 400 page book and there are like 17 chapters which is just objectively not okay because when the chapters are that long to me it makes me feel like I'm reading slower because I'm not getting through chapters as quickly and I'm also one of those people who likes to break on chapters. I like to finish reading and, you know, mark a chapter and be done. And, like, I, you know, chapters are there to be used to have sections, right? And so when I'm not getting through them, I feel like it's a drag because I'm like, oh, I have, like, 
30 more pages until I get to a chapter and I don't want to read 30 more pages but like I would read 30 more pages if it was like three 10 page chapters but like because it's one 30 page chapter it just feels so much longer and so that was one of the things was it's like I wish she would just learn to write chapters or her editor would just put chapters in her books for her because it's a lot to read very long pages or very long chapters but besides the chapter thing I love her writing style a lot I mean clearly I don't like that she writes long ass chapters and that's part of her writing style but like the actual words that she writes like I like her writing style a lot in that way it's very sarcastic and witty and funny and I love that characters that she creates like Myla and Nico were I think two of my favorite characters or my favorite characters in this book and I totally 100% need a spinoff about them. I also need to see their wedding. I need to see, I'm sure Nico would insist on setting up like a big actual engagement thing. I need to see that. Like I need to see the wedding. I need to see all of them, all of their like little moments because I love them. The found family aspect of this book was my favorite part, I think, because with Jane and August it was like cool and it was interesting but I loved like August and her like real life and the family she was finding and her almost coming of age kind of story that she had in this book and the found family aspect really was like my favorite I loved it so much I think with August and Jane it almost might have been interesting to have like two different storylines so we see like more of Jane's perspective from the 70s and then have it catch up eventually with the current day as we like find out what happened to Jane almost kind of like how to get away with murder style if anybody's seen how to get away with murder how we have the flashbacks and the present day and eventually they all converge into one storyline and then you're like running with it I think that would have been cool I do appreciate that it's like more of August's story when you set it just in the present day and you don't see Jane's past but I feel like it could have been cool to have Jane's past and have that mixed into it so, I don't know. I liked the book. The writing was fun and funny, but I I don't know. Casey McQuinston needs to either not publish a book for another, like, two years, or she needs to learn how to do chapters, because I love her books and I love her writing, but if girl doesn't learn to put chapters in, I'm going to struggle with this. Um... But that is all I have to say on the writing, so now we're going to get into the plot. We start with August moving into the apartment, and she's like a typical rom-com heroine kind of, or it's not necessarily the heroine, but it's one of the characters in the rom-com who, like, all her stuff fits in five boxes, she carries a knife, she relies on caution, she's very guarded, and, like, in a rom-com, someone always has to be the guarded one, and they're like, I don't know how to let people in, and this is new to me and I'm like finding my way and this and that and Jean wasn't like or not Jean August wasn't totally like that but it definitely was kind of cliche that she was like I have all my stuff in five boxes because my mom spent all this time in my life trying to like find my uncle and I never really found home so like I'm always just moving from place to place and stuff but August gets on the subway and we meet Jane as subway girl and August has this like giant coffee spill so Jane gives her a scarf and we have that first like meet cute kind of interaction then august goes to work at pancake billy's house of pancakes which i love and i love that she has this like job at the diner and this like little community and family that they have at the diner and i love how big of a part of the book the diner is too when we get towards the end with like the effort to save the diner and stuff and how everything kind of converges it was really cool and because August is working at the diner and because August gets a Sioux special, we learn that Jane used to work there and she invented the Sioux 
special. And while August is in her apartment, she gets a package from her mom. So we learn kind of a central facet of August's character, like I mentioned a little bit before, is that her mom has been looking for her uncle and August used to help. And so she kind of was like a little Veronica Mars, but then she wants to like get out of this business. So her mom sends her this file on like a person that may have known her uncle who now lives in uh, New York, but she doesn't want to interact with it, doesn't want to talk with it, doesn't want to do anything with it. She's like, she's moving on. And part of her moving on is meeting Isaiah. Uh, We meet him first as Annie, and he is just the best character. He's so fun and funny, and I love how in love he is with Wes. And like, that was one thing where I was like, oh my god, Wes and Isaiah took too fucking long to get their shit together because I love them. And they were such a cute couple when Wes finally got over himself and admitted that he loved Isaiah and he could be with Isaiah and he wouldn't disappoint Isaiah because they were so freaking cute together and I loved them so freaking much. And I just, I love them. And I love Isaiah and like, I love when he helps move furniture for August, when August like finally gets her furniture and stuff. It's just like, they're so cute. Like the entire group of them are so cute and I love them so much. And it's just, it's amazing. And speaking of amazing, we have more interactions with Jane because the queue stops randomly on the tracks. So Jane like starts a dance party and then August sees the picture at Billy's. So we realize that Jane is from the past. And so of course the next logical step because Nico is a psychic is to do a seance. And we learn courtesy of Nico and the seance that Jane is not alive, but she's not dead. She's like stuck in this weird in-between place and then August confronts her and Jane doesn't know anything about it so instead of being like okay that's weird August does the thing that like literally does my head in in books and she starts like skipping class skipping work ignoring all of her responsibilities just to spend time with Jane on the train and it just shit like this does my head in because it happens in a bunch of rom-coms too and like especially in rom-coms like after or Wattpad rom-coms or things where there's like a love interest who is not necessarily the best for the heroine or somebody in the heroine's life doesn't see the love interest as the best for them because they start like skipping all their responsibilities to just hang out with them and then eventually it like blows everything in their life up and they have to like come crawling back to people and it's just a mess and like for August's sake I appreciated that her skipping all of this shit didn't blow her life up. Like, she was fine to go back to work, and she was still on track to graduate. But also, I was like, you're skipping a lot of fucking time and work, and it's like, you're just, nothing is happening. There's no consequences. I was like, why are there no consequences? Things should be happening. Like, you just, you know, you did a, missed a bunch of shit. And, like, now everything's fine, and it's just reinforcing this idea that it's good for you to be with Jane. And not that I didn't like their relationship, but... It wasn't my favorite part of the book. What drew me into the book was more of the found family aspect than it was the relationship and Jane and August and their dynamic. So I was not very happy with August for that one. But because she's spending all this time on the train, they start recreating kisses that Jane has had with other girls in the past. And every time they do, it brings back a memory. And so... They, like, start having this little bond where they're both, like, dancing around their attraction because they're, like, calling in songs to the radio, which the fact that Casey McQuinston decided to write in the detail 
that. Jane calls in a song, texts August about it, and is like, yeah, I used to, like, go down on this girl to this song all the time. I was like, okay, interesting. Glad we now know Jane that about Jane. Like, glad her character development is to that point. Um, but they're, like, calling in songs to each other, and August is finally, like, settling into the apartment. Like I said, she, like, gets her furniture and stuff, and it's, like, they're starting to have like a moment and have each other and then we get drag easter brunch which is just so fun and it becomes a party on the queue for jane and this is where they have their like first real kiss between the two of them and jane suddenly remembers everything which like convenient you know i mean that's kind of what we were getting into with like august being the one to spend so much time with her and everything and like their connection being the thing that like drove them together or whatever but it was just a little I was like oh this is the kind of book it is that like one kiss from her and like suddenly everything is better but I don't know it was cute I enjoyed it like I liked their relationship I feel like I'm shitting on their relationship a lot but like I definitely liked their relationship it just wasn't like my favorite part of the book like I've said so they have their real kiss they have a 3 a.m picnic that is finally a date they like are so idiotic they're both like I've been doing all of this shit, and you haven't been giving me any signs, and the other one's like, well, I've been doing all this shit, and you haven't given me any signs, and they're finally like, okay, well, we both like each other, so we're gonna go for it. This is a date. We're gonna do it. And then, again, conveniently, the train stops as they're about to fuck for the first time, because that's, that's how this book works. They conveniently are in a dark car on a bridge where nobody can see them, and it stopped so they have all the time in the world but it is cool I did like the explanation afterwards when August is talking to Myla about like Jane and how she thinks she's stuck more on the electrical line than the actual Q train itself because she can get like outside and we see later that she can actually get onto the third rail I love that Myla's like dying cackling because Jane was able to short circuit the train because she was so horny and it was like their like attraction like august's electrical impulses of attraction were what made jane more real and speaking of real after their first boating encounter jane fingers august on a very packed train and this was just so 50 shades of gray that i couldn't because i hate like Fifty Shades of Grey has ruined so many things because anytime I like make a connection to those books I'm like horrified and grossed out but I'm like now I can't unsee that connection right so like I can't unsee the parallels between Christian fingering Anna in the elevator and Jane fingering August in the train it's like the same scene basically and I'm like why why did we have to do that like I get y'all have limited opportunities but like you're still in public like that's a lot I don't know just not really my cup of tea with that one but you know it happens what also happens is August has a sex notebook which I love I love that she has so many notebooks and I love that later we find out that Jane knows and she's like oh are you gonna go write this down in your notebook like it was very cute I I did like that aspect of the relationship I love that August was like I need to keep track of what she likes and what she doesn't like it was just that was very fun and I appreciated it. 
And then we have Christmas in July and August finally, it takes her so fucking long, but August finally realizes that she's in love with Jane. And during Christmas in July, we realize that Billy's is going to go under because of the rent hike and everything. We knew that a long time ago. But during Christmas in July, August finally gets the idea to have the fundraiser for Billy's to, like, save Billy's. And in the midst of all of this, her grandmother dies. And she finds out from her mom that her grandmother was paying her tuition. And her grandmother kind of wanted a relationship with August. Like, her grandmother left her money in her will. So August is, like, freaking out on her mom because she's like, I never had any family and this was an opportunity to have family and you took it away from me and how could you do that and what the hell which like rightfully so you know but then because of all of this August I think like looks at the file or something happens and she realizes that Jane was the woman who her mom was sending her after Jane was the one who knew Augie and I had known this I or not known this but I had like predicted this I was like you're not bringing up this, like, old-ass investigation for it to be nothing. Like, clearly, Jane's from the same time period. She's gonna know something about Augie. She's gonna be connected to that in some way. And so, through Jane, we learn that he worked at a gay bar in Louisiana, and he died in this, like, major fire. And it was cool to see Jane, like, finally get, or not Jane, to see August finally get some answers, but then, like, to see her wrestle with, like, I have to tell my mom this, but my mom and I are fighting, so I don't know what to do. Like, it was, it was a lot, not gonna lie. Like, it really was a lot. And then it becomes a lot even more because Jane's like, I'm sick and tired of being on this train all day. So they have, like, this giant fight and they break up. And then right after the breakup, Jerry from Pancake Billy's House of Billy, did I just say Pancake Billy's House of Billy's? Pancake Billy's House of Pancakes. Uh, he sees August's whole, like, murder board set up in the back room at Billy's, and so he tells August how he was, like, drunk as a skunk and fell on the tracks, so Jane jumped on the tracks to save him, and then she, like, spilled her backpack, so that's how she got connected to the train, but because Jane was leaving town the next day, Jerry and, like, all of their friends just assumed that she ghosted them when she really got stuck on the train, so we're, like, finding more about Jane through like all of this stuff we're like learning more about all everybody's pasts and then Jane sends in the apology song and so August goes to the train and like they actually apologize and work their shit out and we're at the fundraiser where everything is coming to a head because we're doing the fundraiser for Billy's we're trying to snap Jane back into the past through the electrical impulses by short-circuiting the train so Myla has to seduce her ex and in doing so, she's like, I swear to God, Nico, like, everything I'm about to say is fake, and I love you, and I want to marry you, and da-da-da-da. And Nico's like, wait, did you just propose? And she's like, I guess so. And he's like, not fair, I had a ring at home. And I, like, melted at that moment. I was like, oh, my God, he has a ring. And then I was like, but I want to see the proposal, like, an actual proposal. And it was just, like, it was so cute and adorable, and I loved that scene so much. And then it's so funny because her seduction attempt doesn't even work, and August has to go spill pancake batter on the dude. But we get the keys, we short-circuit the line, and of course it doesn't work the first time, so August has to go fucking kiss Jane, and then blacks out and wakes up, like, three days later, and she saw, like, a glimpse of the past, so she assumes that Jane went back to the past. 
However, before this, they do admit that they're in love with each other, and that was, like, a really cute, sweet moment, and I was sad because it was, like, you're admitting you're in love with each other, and then you're gonna try to, like, send her back to the past, and it's gonna be super sad. Oh my god, Jane had called in a request before this to the radio station for love of my life, and it was just in case, and it was so sad. And then, also, we find out through, like friends of Augie's from San Francisco that he didn't actually die in the fire. He made it to California and he like fell in love with a man and he like had a good life and he died in a car crash. He'd always said he wanted to drive like one of the highways in San Francisco at sunset and he died doing that in a car crash. So it was like a really tragic accident still, but he lived like a decent life. And so August finally like gets her shit together and tells her mom all this and the money that she gets from her grandmother becomes enough to save Billy's. And Jane shows up to the party when the check comes through that they have enough money to save Billy's. They like throw a party just for staff and like for old employees and stuff and everybody comes and hangs out. And Jane shows up and it had only been a couple seconds for her or something, but it had been three months for August. So it's like this really big dramatic thing. And they're, like, having a blast and enjoying each other. And we learn that Jane's family is alive in San Francisco. So the end is, like, Jane and August going off to San Francisco to visit Jane's family and to, like, see everything happening and stuff. And it's just, it's cute. It really is cute. I enjoyed how it ended. So, speaking of endings, to wrap up this episode, like I said, the book was cute. I definitely enjoyed the second half more than the first half. The first half felt like a lot of buildup. And albeit necessary build-up, but definitely a lot of build-up. The second half was where the action kicked off, and I enjoyed that a lot more. The action was so fun. Like I said, the found family aspect was for sure my favorite. I want a sequel or a spin-off or something with Wes and Isaiah's relationship and Myla and Nico's relationships because they're so cute, and I definitely liked them as couples more than I like Jane and August, so I need all of that to happen. But I had a great time with this book, not with the fucking long-ass chapters, but I had a great time buddy reading it with all the girls that I did it on Bookstagram. I like Red, White, and Royal Blue better. When your debut is Red, White, and Royal Blue, like, how can you follow that up? Like, it, this was a good book, and I would have enjoyed it had I not been comparing it to Red, White, and Royal Blue. I mean, I enjoyed it. I'm saying I would have enjoyed it more had there not been, like, a Red, White, and Royal Blue to compare it to but it was great she needs to learn to shorten her chapters but I had a great time and I will definitely read whatever she puts out next and you know there will be an episode on it so yeah I've been Maya Ghosh and this has been my take on One Last Stop by Casey McQuinston thanks for listening so we're kind of a one-woman show here at my take so the credits are not going to be very long this podcast is produced and edited um by me i do all of my own social media the only person i really have to thank is one of my great friends paris who did the music that is in the intro and that you're listening to now so thank you paris and thank you all for listening you can reach me at underscore my take on twitter and instagram and please leave a rate or review wherever you listen to this podcast that helps a ton so yeah thanks for listening